wanna get your booty grooving from conception to perfection. Never in between, we're messing it. Lot of shit goes into getting one film made. You'll be amazed what people do when they don't even get paid. The stew is boiling over, sticking a spoon and stir. With Ryan Matthew Tickler. It's more than a dime. Medanizing movies, baby. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number nine of 99 Cent Movies, brought to you by Hometown mm-hmm. Hero Productions. That's what we'll have it. See, 99 and nine. Trips, bitch. Yeah, yeah 999. Flip it upside down, 666. Yeah, it's the Joe Buckley tramp stamp, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I saw that, but we won't talk about that. The mark of the sleazy beast. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is a podcast where we talk about uh, all the things that are going into pre-production on making a movie. That movie is called Butcher the Bakers. That is a movie you're going to want to see. So uh, Give us around. your money now yeah. yeah, and then just pay again later. Although by the time they listen to this, well, post-production funds. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because we'll be uh, done. Shoot, if you're listening to this now, yes. theoretically we're all done. This will be this will be Fourth of July. Yeah. Hey, happy July. birthday, America. Yeah. All right, yeah. Let's cool. blow up a small... Uh, Puh. Blow up a small portion of our country in <laughs> yeah. celebration. I'll probably just watch Jaws, like I do every Fourth of July. <laughs> You're not just going to watch Independence Day? Go see, uh, was it Resurgence? I probably will see. I not maybe I'm not on the actual fourth, but I'll probably see it around that time. Well, you'll probably be asleep, dude. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. At this, I've gotten After so seasoned. Filming. It's possible, but I've gotten so seasoned the last two months with all these things going on that I'm getting used to. Two uh, hours of sleep. Yeah, and sleeping three three hours, three and a half. I had three hours Friday, and yeah. Yeah, it was all good. We had Living a meeting life. and getting yeah. you're getting those uh work on those naps. Getting getting yeah. naps in when you can, that's good. Yeah. And I've got a, you know, I've got caffeine pills, a no dose all the time at any time. Yeah. I'm like the no dose guy. I'm the guy in the corner. We you have know. a we have a doctor on set prescribing pills. So <laughs> anybody well, that, need some Vivans? <laughs> well, we're gonna be all set. But yeah, like I said, this is a podcast for uh Butcher the Bakers, and uh I believe uh we have some updates. Yeah. So, lots of stuff's been going on. Most of it good. We finalized um, all of our locations. I mean, like, as far as, like, we can, we got the okay. We still have to, like, schedule a few few of them. But we got the okay for all those, which is fucking fantastic. Making headway on our cast. Uh, we replaced our Grace, um, who yeah. just was too busy. Uh, she contacted me the day after we replaced her. And so I felt really bad because I was like, <laughs> I desperately wanted her to be in the movie. But it was... it. it Probably in the long run, it's better off that it isn't less distracting. It's Butcher the Bakers will be more original. It, it'll appear more original to the audience who's been paying mm-hmm. attention to us. So, I mean, it could have she could have been a very distracting character. So, I'm going to chalk it up to this was fate. It was probably just meant to be this way. Um, but we replaced her with somebody else who I'm excited with to work with. I think we can mold her and make her really um, angry and awful, um, kind of <laughs> like Grace. Welcome to the world of independent <laughs> film. It'll do five itself. Minutes. Yeah, I got this. Um, we'll make her incredibly uncomfortable. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, making headway on our drag. It's uh, supposed to schedule a meeting with a uh, with a big big old wrestling boy. Yes. And I hope to God it works out because he's I, perfect for the role. Yeah. The more I've, <clears throat> I went to his Facebook page and I was looking at him the other day and just thinking, man, just looking at him. Yeah. I was just looking. <laughs> I was just admiring his pecs. I was admiring <laughs> the, the steely way his his yeah. steely glaze. Yeah. Or gla- gaze, but maybe glaze yeah, was glazy uh, gaze. Is he glaze? <laughs> um, yeah. like looking at Joe. Uh, um, wow. So yeah, like most <laughs> mo- most of it's been pretty good. But then um, er- earlier today we had we ran into some issues where 
Um, I've been kind of getting on the camera team because um, uh, Chris, who we're going to talk to in a little bit here, who is uh, one of our gener- very generous executive producers, um, pretty much is covering the camera department, all the rentals and things like that. Okay. And he was willing to give more than what we originally budgeted, which is even better. And so like, he gave the okay like two weeks ago on the budget, and like they haven't secured anything yet. And so it was, I'm like, what's going on? Like, I, I felt like I kept getting the same answers. Well, the, the thing that triggered it was Maddie, um, who's been a PA, you know, like our, our, our head PA kiddo on the last few films. And I, I guess maybe she's kind of a producer this time. But anyways, she was like messaging me being like, hey, I need some contact information because I'm, I'm doing all the rental stuff. I'm like, wait, why are you doing this? Like, this is really confusing right now. And so like I, I, I kind of hopped into a chat with the camera boys and um, Zach, our cinematographer, is like, man, I'm just I'm just too busy. Like, I got to delegate this to her. And I'm like, well, let me know, because like I would prefer to know that stuff. And me yeah. and me and Chris can tackle that. Then. It's like if we, if it's all about ordering or it's like you have the thing all put together, let, let us do that. And so it's like, I mean, I don't want it to appear like I'm, you know, I'm calling them out or anything like that. It was just like it's very clear that everybody is strung out right now mm-hmm. and we're not making – we're not talking to the people we should be talking to. And so that was like, it was just like, what the hell? And so like, I, I was worried that I had upset him. And so like, like a crazy ex-girlfriend, I was like Facebook messaging him privately. <laughs> I left him a voicemail. I'm like, dude, please don't be upset. I just, you know, this, I, you? this is, yeah, messages, I just don't know what's calls. going on. And like, you got to fill me in on this stuff. Cause it's like, it freaks me out when somebody, I, I don't know who's involved in this process. Cause it's kind of important. Like we're, you know, we're, absolutely. we're almost yeah, a little more than three weeks away. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Jesus. we still, we still have to finalize our insurance, which I mean, mm-hmm. won't take long because because we'll be doing the same thing we've done for the past two years. But it's just like, I want to make sure that I'm not holding you back, because that's kind of what I thought was going on, but it's not. And so anyways, we worked it out, and tonight we have a production meeting, and we're going to sit down with Chris, and we're going to finalize all this all this information and get it all done, which is great, which makes me feel a lot better. Great, great. But then, Chris, I owe you an apology. For what? Because I didn't, you were texting me this weekend, yeah. and I had no idea what you are talking about. Uh, you were talking about a part, and I, I, I thought you were talking about... I. Not, just not visible altogether. I mean, there's no. nothing with my name on it. Like, hey, you got some money, but that's about it. Well, so. that, yeah. Well, Chris was messaging me this weekend. I thought you were talking about a part in the pro- like the production aspect of it. I thought you meant like being an executive producer over the money you were spending. And so I was like, yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't, why I, this shouldn't be up for debate. Like, but then I met with before you showed up yesterday when I was hanging out with Chris B, the other executive producer we already interviewed. Um, he explained to me, he's like, no, 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 a part in the movie. I'm like, oh, like I, like I had no fucking idea what was going on. And so like, I, I feel awful about that. But like, really, it was just like, just so you know, it was always just like, well, we're going to talk to you and figure out what you want to do. Oh. And so it's like, yeah. So like, I feel bad about that because you were probably sitting and stewing on that and that's bullshit. Well, and- was I was wondering, I was trusting in the process, but I was just kind of, uh, it's getting kind of close here. Yeah. So. Well, uh. And I, I think that's kind of just telling of uh, how our communication is as a whole right now is that everybody's talking to everybody else. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, because like, I think everybody doesn't want to bother everybody. I don't want to bother Zach every day. Chris doesn't want to bother me because he knows I'm overloaded. And it's mm-hmm. just like, sometimes it's like, well, perfect example, the bakery. For <laughs> This movie is centered around a bakery. Yeah. And we went in there and we got like the okay. Like they were like, yeah, this sounds good. You know, whatever. And we're like, we'll send you the script. Just read the read the, the first act because that's all that it's in. And, and we'll talk about it and we'll do some scheduling and stuff like that. We sent that stuff. Didn't hear from them. Yeah. Like days, days, days. And, like every day feels like a week when it comes to something like that. Especially oh, when you yeah. get this close to filming. And and like I asked Jenna to take care of it. And Jenna's like, you know, I've been messaging her on Facebook. And like that's kind of how we've done our business so far other than just going in there. 
And it's just like, I'm just sitting there stressing and I'm just like, we fucking, we just got to go. Like, yeah, and she's just, just like, yep, let's just go. And so we go in there. I'm nervous to wreck because it's just like, I don't want to make her uncomfortable because she's doing her business stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and and it ends up being nothing. She's like, I just haven't read the script yet. It's been crazy. I'm like, no matter it's what it is, way, it's going to be know? fine. We'll make it work. If we have to change the name of the business just so that you guys can embarrass us, that's fine. And I'm like, and it's just shit like that. It's like, it takes no time. Yeah. So I hope I can give you a part that you feel proud of, Chris. And my, 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 my best idea right now that, um, is I didn't even think about this, but we should put you in in City Hall, and when we have that scene, and you remove my pants, because um, I feel like uh, he so he gets so the we're role. Make this public now is that what's going on here? So I well, look, I mean, I I mean, if you want that part, I, I just thought instead of making him like the pseudo swap parts, pseudo <laughs> pseudo bailiff zone guy, if if you're the if you're the tech guy for the city, if we kept that, if you kept your brought your character back, it's like oh, I, hey, I'm not I'm not I'm not the bailiff, I'm just kind of like a tech guy for City Hall. <laughs> I thought that'd be a really good way to bring that character back. I'm all for it, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I hope that makes you happy because I want. I, if uh, note to everybody out there, if somebody gives you money, make sure they're happy for fuck's sake. <laughs> and so, I mean, we can talk about it later. Cause I mean, if we can, we can bring you back for a couple other things too. I feel like there's plenty of opportunities uh, to kill you, especially, especially like if we end up doing some flashbacks with drag and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We should do some stuff with that. So yeah, I thought, I, I felt uh, really shitty about that. Cause I was just like, I, I, it didn't click in my head. Cause I was sitting at TGI Fridays getting uh, very ill and I'm just like, Chris is upset. <laughs> and like, I, I think I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I, I want him. He's in charge. Like he's, he's going to be the only executive producer on set during the whole filming. So he has to be in yeah. charge. Yeah. Um, Cause Chris will be gone. He'll be busy working and stuff. So it's like, you know, okay. hopefully you know that you're the boss boss. He's the boss, man. That's why he's got a shirt. That's why he came with a shirt on that said boss. I was like, what's going yeah. on here? That's weird. But now that I know. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's most, that's most of the news. It's just like a lot of like last minute stuff. And it's like the problems that we have now are not as big as what they were back in, back in like River City Panic or Grace's Room days. It just feels like any, any one problem is as big as all the problems. Mm-hmm. And so it's really stressful because it's like, you know, again, like it's just like I, I'm probably not telling people stuff that like I luckily like there's like three new people to our cast that like uh, well not even new but just people that like I didn't bother inviting to readings because they they only are in one scene and I'm like holy shit we have not read with them yet like yeah. I and I invited them all like yesterday and today <laughs> it's just like I keep you know it, it's it's just hard to keep track of everything I, it, well yeah because I mean, you know most directors don't have to do all this because I mean like yeah. I'm assuming we all just finished work. The, yeah. you know, the, the three yeah, of us, and it's yeah, like yeah. we just came here, and it's like this is kind of how it is. Like I'm gonna be here all night working yeah. on stuff. Yeah, it's 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 just hard. It's hard, yeah. but it's exciting at the same time. It's starting yeah. to build that momentum, and it's like I feel it coming on. And part of like doing this podcast thing, it's really built up the momentum, and uh, for myself, it's really built up the uh, the anticipation. I'm getting more and more excited because I'm talking about it all the time. Yeah, normally, and I do a project or something. I don't talk about because no one seems to care about me. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, like, hey, I'm doing this play, and everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, what's new?" Um, you know, but until they get to the show. But now, because I'm, I'm doing this, I'm, I'm ex- really feeling like, "Okay, here we are. Yeah. This is it's building up. I got to, you know, start memorizing these lines." And uh, although it's kind of like already by osmosis, I guess, or maybe just because we've had so many read-throughs. Yeah, we've and had- I've read it on my own, so I've kind of already got a lot of it without even trying. Well, today, so. today is. Today's the first time with like the fully yeah. done script. Yeah, and I all the it. adjustments we had to make, all the changes. Thank you for printing that because we're running out of paper. Well, yeah, I, once I know that this is the final script, I will print out at work. Yeah, and so like, thank you, taxpayers <laughs> of Illinois. And oh my god, when we were when when Jen and I were going through there fixing that um the dialogue, there were so many like weird like 
monologues from people that didn't need to be there that were just like repeated information. It was, oh, this yeah. is so rough. So thank God we like, I know it sounds ridiculous. Thank God we, 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 we finished the script a month before filming. So we have a month to fix it, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but just like really it should have been done years ago, but it's like, it like, I don't, this is just how it goes, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's pretty much all my new information. Trevor's back in the area, which is really good because uh, he'll, if he'll, he'll hopefully keep Nick alive. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, how are things yeah. going on, on that front? Uh good. You know, like Nick Nick's Nick's been popping in and he's been trying to get he's been trying to pop in more. And whether or not, you know, he can't sit for like two hours or eight hours, he tries to get as much stuff done as he can. So I think for the most part, he's got himself down to um a, a handful of big effect stuff, which is basically just molding. So it's just just time consuming. And then the rest of it, the bulk of it's costumes. Yeah. Um uh, I think we're ordering the last of the costume stuff and hopefully Hopefully, maybe even this Sunday, because uh, we have our big. Well, we'll have a, a big like pro- department wide production meeting where everybody's it's supposed to be mandatory, but you can't really enforce that, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. um, hopefully, we'll have all that stuff and we can do like a test, like and get people in costumes, put some effects and things on them, and, and like I'd love to get pictures, especially yeah. oh yeah, especially if we can have Mason by then, our oh, drag. God, oh, let's let's hope that would be let's perfect. Hope. I would love I would love to surprise everybody and have them just show up and yeah. be like fuck. That man. would be the best. We're just sitting yeah. around. Yeah. Maybe maybe you even play a trick and you say, oh, we don't have a drag yet. So if anybody here has somebody, well, we and went, then the fucking we, guy we bring just out comes- Joe and be like, Joe's got to be drag, <laughs> you know, and that which also means he can't get naked in the film or so. we say joe quit the movie because he got tired of us making fun of his body shape <laughs> oh, and no. then drag comes walking in cradling joe buckley that would be so awesome. no, that <laughs> other way around joe's cradling <laughs> drag and so we everybody gets oh joe's still here and holy shit that's the dude that's the yeah. villain and he's so, amazing i so. mean maybe we can work that out so I'm, I'm supposed to meet with like he's but i have his phone number now so that oh, we're, we're close so ooh. he's gonna be in joliet doing some like uh so we're, we're courting Mason Beck, who is like a, a local wrestling guy. I, I honestly don't know too much about him other than Sean had mentioned him, and then I Facebooked him, and then I you know sent him a message. And he's, uh, from what I understand, he's read most of the scripts. Okay. He's still into it, and he wants to meet and talk about it. Yeah, and good. so um, hopefully that means I can just beg him to be in it and just explain. I swear to God, the script got a little bit better. Yeah. And and it, you're gonna you're gonna be awesome, dude. You're gonna be awesome. We're gonna yeah. everyone's gonna love you, and I'll pay you a little bit of money. Yeah. And so. <laughs> Um, uh, hopefully that's all that meeting is. And then we'll, we'll, we'll shake, we'll get smoothies together and yeah, we'll spoon buddy. for, for night and then we'll make a movie. Oh man. That's all it takes. Damn. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing this all wrong. <laughs> smoothies <laughs> and spooning. Yeah. Not necessarily in that order. But, um, but yeah. All right. I think that's officially the rest of my, uh, p- production news. All right. Well, that's a great update. I'm I excited. Have, from my, what I can remember. I don't yeah. remember much of anything anymore. That's all right. So yeah, uh, our guest today is the esteemed executive producer, uh, Chris, Chris Smith. Chris Smith. Chris, uh, we call him Chris with a K. Chris with a K is how he's known colloquially, colloquially around here. Anybody? Yeah, right. yeah, it's been that way my entire life. Just yeah. there's always a Chris with a C stealing my thunder, so I can uh, never be just Chris. Well, I I think I called you Special K the other day. Did you like that? That, that works. Actually, that's <laughs> been a, that's been a common thing. Okay. Uh, um, at a lot of my job sites, I end up getting called Special K. In fact, someone even made me uh, a name placard that said Special K, so I put it up on the desk where I was working, and, you know, it stuck for a while. It yeah. makes like sense. Five, six years. Yeah. But... Until kids started dying from the drug. <laughs> and then you're like, wait a minute, maybe I don't, maybe there's other meanings to this name. Wait, there's a drug? <laughs> yeah, it's it's delicious cereal. Well, actually, I there's got- There's too much fiber. You die. Isn't that how it goes? Uh, Bill Nye say that? 
there there was a there was a robbery in Peru. Oh, this, wow. this morning. That's Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, did you? Did, well, anyways, it's it's a guy. He's got like hair and goggles, and he had, he has like a fucking Uzi. So I mean, I don't know really? if it, I don't know if it's a pellet gun, but the pictures are crazy. I mean, he, his pants are not long enough. He looks like a fucking clown. Really. But anyways, I sent that to Nick, and I'm like, "Have you seen this clown?" And Nick's Nick, Nick messaged me right away, and he's like. Uh, that's probably Chris getting our our, our our money for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, is this guy available June 24th or July 3rd? Yeah, exactly. We, we, we could use a couple of clowns. But anyways, yeah, I, I, had, I had to share that because like, I thought that was hilarious because I was like, oh, that's too perfect. I mean, he, he didn't, he he was not near as handsome as Chris, but no. yeah. And I, it looked like he was wearing brown face. I don't know. He looked like he had like makeup that's all over weird. his face or something. It was weird. Yeah. Look at the pictures. Online, I, yeah, so. I didn't even know about this. Did, and they caught him then, I guess. Oh, uh, no, no, they, they haven't caught him. Oh, this shit. was like sur- surveillance footage. Oh, yeah, Trevor's pulled it up. Oh, let's Uh-oh. see. Let's see this guy. Actually, this wow, is kind of scary. There were some that is that creepy, I, man. I used to work with it, tried to pull some crap like this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's... That dude's phenomenal. <laughs> I know, hey, he'd be great for movies. Aside yeah. from the Uzi and the, the theft, I mean, yeah, he might be a cool dude to hang out with. Look at that hat. Can, Look at that hat. Can we remake Coming to America with that guy? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the whitewashed version of Coming to America. <laughs> I was going to say, that's that's the remake of uh, Point Break that we deserved. Yeah. It's not the one we got, but that's the one we deserved. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Chris, uh, you are the executive producer on Butcher the Bakers, and you're going to have a role in the movie. Um, tell us a little bit about, uh, or me, I guess, since this is the first time I've had to really sit down and ever talk to you, even though I've seen you around, et cetera. And, uh, where are you from? Um, right now I live in, uh, Morris, Illinois. I mean, I, I still like to consider, consider myself new to the area cause I've only been here for nine years. That's new, right? Oh yeah. But, uh, no, I'm originally from central Missouri. It's a much better place up here. I'm sorry for anyone from Missouri who's listening, but you'll agree. Illinois or just the Illinois Valley area? Um, I was going to say, I don't know about the, <laughs> the state being better than anybody. Hey, but, take, well, take any credit we can get here, dude. <laughs> you know what? This area. I'll give this area a 30-mile radius around Ottawa. Morris is kind of in there, so it's okay. But, um, but I'm originally from this town called Mexico. And it's absolutely ter- <laughs> <laughs> So uh, when, yeah. when people tell you – when someone asks – where I'm from. Where you're from and you're like Mexico. Is yeah. that, have you ever done, it, just straight up said and then waited actually, for the explanation? Yes, I, I have, uh, hell, just moving within Missouri. I, I spent a couple of years in different parts of Missouri too and everybody's like, where you're from? Well, I'm from Mexico. First thing I get, deadpan, you don't look Mexican. Yeah, I was going like, to say. That's because I'm a Mexicoan, damn it. But no, uh, <laughs> yeah, like nobody's ever heard of the place and the town is very touchy. You don't call them Mexicans, they're Mexicoans. Well, how did so, the, how did, this town of Missouri ended up being called Mexico. What's the history behind that? Okay, so um, the uh, the common uh, story that they like to tell, there was a bar out in the middle of nowhere in Missouri. And in front of it, it had a sign that pointed south that said Mexico, however many thousand miles that, uh, you know, south, actually a little over a thousand. But, and so, you know, it grew up from there and everybody just called it Mexico. Wow. Now, I'm a bad inhabitant or ex-inhabitant because uh, I can't remember what the actual story for it was. But that's oh. the one that likes to get passed around. Yeah. Huh. So, but yeah, it, it used to be awesome. It used to be the saddle horse capital of the, the world and used to be the fire brick capital of the world. I mean, both Ooh. really big things, wow. right? Yeah. Fire <laughs> brick. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, into that. and now it's, uh, no, it's. It is. Yeah. It ex- it exists. That's about it. So you left Mexico and came to the Illinois Valley. Absolutely. <laughs> Trump uh, would not have liked that. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> cut. <laughs> well, we're working on a wall around the town. Not yet. How big? How big was it? Like population wise? It, it was about twelve thousand people. It's dropped. Oh, it's okay. about ten thousand now. Oh, okay. But um, so not really too too tiny. Not really. No, I mean, it's not terrible. It's about the same size as the town I'm living in now. And yeah. 
it uh, it was a it was a good gig. Okay. Um, but I got to joke with everybody because uh, within a forty mile radius, I've got you know. So I came from Mexico. You've got Colombia that's thirty miles away. You've got uh, uh, Florida. You've got. Uh, uh, Santa Fe, you've got Peru. You, yes. They really had no I, I de- original ideas for names over there. It's just like, they, they, ah, there's a bunch of other ones. Let's just, just take those. They just asked somebody where they went on vacation last, exactly. and that's what they yeah. named the town. Well, I mean, well, oh, yeah. yeah. Marseilles yeah. <laughs> is, what, Marseille? Yeah, is like, you know, the hillbilly version of Marseille. I don't know. It's like if they saw Marseille and they didn't know how to pronounce it. Marseilles. Who doggies? But eventually we got down to Missouri. Got so bad. Eventually there became a Frankenstein Ellen or Frankenstein Missouri. I mean they couldn't. Uh, are you, are you serious? Done. Yes, there is a Frankenstein. I oh, that's actually am cool. going there. Well, we have we have a, we have a Munster, Illinois. We do. Yeah, it's but like uh, at beyond Streeter, like west of Streeter. I swear to God, there's a Ziegler, Illinois. It's not spelled the same, but there is a Ziegler, Illinois. So I always <laughs> said I'm going to walk in and demand to be the mayor because I mean, fuck, why wouldn't yeah. I be the mayor? You got it. Same <laughs> last name. That's really all the qualifications. Yeah. And then you and like. <laughs> 13,000 other people are going to do that. <laughs> and you can kill each other. Wow. And the last one standing wins. There can yeah, be only one. <laughs> there can only be one Ziggler and it's me. Oh, man. But yeah, no, I moved up here for work and it's been awesome ever since. Actually, things actually started to come into uh, into its own last year when I started getting uh, set up with all this <laughs> stuff up here. Working with you guys. I mean, I finally got out and seeing the seeing the area. And mm-hmm. <laughs> all 40 acres. And you're like, <laughs> <"Yeah."> <laughs> Well, I mean, Maybe it, it got stay me out of my house and out of work. But, yeah. uh, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of work, so you work um, That's you work with Chris Baker. Yes. And that's how you got involved in all this, correct? Yes. Because you guys work at the the, is it the nuclear power plant? Yeah. Um, okay. So how did you – because I asked Chris this quite same question on his podcast, and he kind of was like, I had to feed my kids. I'm looking for, like, how does somebody find themselves employed at – like, what are the steps that got you working in a nuclear power plant? Honestly, it, it – it was terrible. I started off as a computer science and networking major, and uh, I, I, the instructors were way too smart for me and way too foreign sounding for me. I, I couldn't. Uh, they were great people, but like I couldn't learn through the. It's uh, word I'm looking for. Rosetta Stone. Yes, Rosetta Stone <laughs> was necessary. So no, um, I was absolutely terrible at it. Way too open. Programmers, you have my utmost respect. Uh, networking was cool, but everything else was rough. So anyway, I I went through that. I struggled my way through school and uh, got to where um, I was about to have my associates in programming and started looking for jobs. Absolutely nothing available around me. The best thing would be just a little bit better than working at Walmart. So mm-hmm. I had a friend who was in this program that uh, was training people on how to be radiation protection technicians for oh. uh, nuclear power plants. And that's... Uh, I finally said, forget this programming bit, uh, jumped into that, and it's been gravy ever since. It's been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. How long did it take you for the, to get through that program? Uh, two years straight, just <clears throat> solid all the way through, did an internship in uh, Nebraska. Woo-hoo. Uh, but, um, Mexico, then, was it Mexico, Nebraska? Uh, it was a little bit better. Chile. It was Omaha. <laughs> Chile. It was on the it was Puerto Rico, uh, <laughs> Nebraska. Kuala Lumpur, but oh, well, we'll get over that. Uh, but no, uh, and so... Hell, I didn't even have a chance to graduate on time. I had to accelerate. Uh, they were looking for people. Uh, at the time, uh, nuclear power plants had a lot of people retiring, and they're like, how are we going to get people to do these jobs? Because uh, everybody's afraid, nobody's ready. And I just bang right in. I had to accelerate everything, got in, and it was, it's was it been phenomenal. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. So, is, is this the plant you're at now? Has that been the only one you've worked at, or have you worked at? Uh, actually, every Illinois plant I've worked at. I've, okay. And uh, I've also worked at the one in... Uh, in Nebraska. Sorry, there's two in Nebraska. I worked at Fort Calhoun. Um, 
But no, uh, each one is different to everyone. It's like a giant family everywhere yeah. I go. And the job, it's it's technical. It's There's legal implications. There's oh, a I lot of so, yeah. drawing and writing and so on and so forth. But, uh, you know, that's not what drives me. The best part is just working with everybody, getting to see different things. How everybody, mm-hmm. every site is different. You know, you've got your nerdy cousin, which would happen to be Braidwood in this aspect for me. And then you've got your laid back, uh, down hood, semi, uh, down hood, semi-racist uncle, which is Dresden, the one I work at, and uh, you know it's uh, it's it's just the entire thing is awesome and interesting. It's good to learn, and wherever you go, there's always something yeah. new. <clears throat> well, yeah, and it's got you so, and it got you involved in this making movies. Do you have a background in any sort of um, you know arts, whether it's be acting, um, movies, or drawing, or have you ever, or is this kind of I, your I was, first foray into this sort of weird world? I was a. Uh, I've always been into music. Uh, instruments have been playing since uh, I played clarinet uh, in high school in a concert and symphonic band, and then I played guitar and jazz band. Uh, I did a little bit of uh, uh, debate in high school, and uh, I, I've danced around it, but I've never really big, been big into it. I've been a big watcher, not a big producer, though. I thought for a second, I've never been a bigot, but oh. yeah. <laughs> you came to the Illinois Valley, so, you know. I, I'm learning. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. There's plenty of dudes I'll teach you around here, <laughs> unfortunately. And Joe will lead you. Hey, Joe, welcome. Finally showed up. I just ate 20 nuggets in the background. God, that's all this kid eats is, is chicken McNuggets. Yeah, chicken tendies. I can smell it on his body right now. He was like right next to me. And now it's walked away. Yeah, it yeah. smells like a Happy Meal. Well, you got to eat him fast because you got to get back on the podcast. Uh, who's you? Who are you? I'm already on it. I'm not eating. Yeah, you're you not. Just, you you just wait got, for your segment, yeah. Joe. Yeah, you got plenty Sit of down, time, Joe. Yeah. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody listened? Well, I'll, t- I'll ask you later. All right, so... um. So you got involved through Chris Baker. How did that come? Actually, I got. He, uh, I was involved opposite? before him. He, oh, uh, he, how did that happen? Um, oh, did you pledge oh, before him? Oh, this movie? Never mind. I thought you were talking about the... Sorry. Fast forward. Movie thing, Baker got me into. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, he. We goofed around at work for... We've worked together for eight years. You know, we had uh, inside jokes, and we've had a terrible sense of humor together. And, you know, it's actually kind of dark from time to time. But anyway. Oh, I can concur with that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> he knew my sense of humor, and he's like, oh, you got to see this movie my kids just showed me. And so uh, uh, Tyler and everybody was having the uh, showing in the park. The, mm-hmm. We and- did a censored version of Versity Panic in the park. <laughs> really? Was, yeah. We had, to, we had to censor it, otherwise the city wouldn't let us show it. So Interesting. There's a surprising yeah. amount of swearing in that movie. If you well, I was going to say, yeah, I guess language-wise, there really isn't anything violent-wise. Yeah. Language, but yeah, yeah, it's nothing they haven't heard before at home. Yeah. Again. Just nice families so walking, walking through the Washington Park. And like, <laughs> Fuck this. Fuck that. Instead it was like duck quacks and farts. <laughs> and Streeter. You took Streeter's oh, yeah. name in vain. Wow. <laughs> People loved it. They loved it. Uh, <clears throat> But yeah, um, so I got there. I saw this ragtag bunch of people uh, who put it together, and I'm like, "Hey, I kind of like this. I, I, could, I can donate some money." And I like these hobos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> these are my type of people. <laughs> so no, it, it's been I not looked back. It's been absolutely yeah. amazing. That's awesome. Well, yeah, Chris is more than just an executive producer. He's a member of the Hometown Hero board, and so him and Chris B, um, they were kind of like the they are surrogate dads. Yeah, and they help us make better. Some better decisions. Yeah, Make yeah. good choices. Yeah, you always need I mean, that. they overall, they encourage us to do this. So this is really their fault if we yeah. get any legal trouble. But 
<laughs> yeah, then you just put it on them. That's yeah, how it works. exactly. Yeah, you got to put it on the producer. The artist can't take the brunt. <laughs> no, just, I no. just got a vision to follow. I don't yeah. know about laws. I'm, I'm sorry, officer. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on here. All I'm just trying to get the shot. That's all that matters yeah. to us. You know, talk to the producer. But no, they the Chris and Chris have been integral, and like I mean, like like I mentioned earlier, Chris is like. Um, he's he's spending a decent chunk of change to make this movie look pretty, mm-hmm. and it's like he I mean he, he's going above and beyond than what he what he had to it, and it's it, it it's great for a lot of reasons because one m- more money in in this case does kind of mean more quality. Well, um, yeah, when you're talking for, about equipment, and yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. It for, does. I mean, this is going to sound insane, but for the first time, we're going to have dollies, we're going to have um, steady cams, we're going to have <laughs> we're going to have a jib, yeah. and it's like I mean, like at least steady cams. That's like something you should have, and it's like now nah, we had shoulder mounts. For um, well, actually, that's not true. For River City Panic, we had a lot of this stuff, but I mean, we it, yeah, we didn't use it. It yeah, was like it was <laughs> now we're going to actually be able to get some beautiful it shots. Was there, impress the ladies. Yeah, hey, I got a steady cam. Well, that that's one thing that uh, really impressed <laughs> you me about see my jib. Uh, <laughs> I like the cut of your jib. Anyway, uh, it extends. <laughs> That's yeah. what impressed me about River City Panic. I like the uh, the quality of the uh, the filmography in the movies, and you know I liked what we did with Grace's Room, and I'd like to keep that going. We've been mm-hmm. absolutely. That's been the one thing that I've heard from all the people that I've shown the movie is that the uh, quality is amazing. And yeah, we want to oh, keep it that is. Up. Yeah, it really so, is. Yeah, and it's. I mean, we're working. So Grace's or River City Panic was roughly like. A little over thirty thousand dollars when it was all said and done. Grace's room was roughly nineteen. Um, it was just it was just shy of nineteen. I spent a little bit of money in post production, but that's fine. I don't really include that. And then with this film, we're we're on track. Even though we're still missing a teeny bit of money, um, we're still on track to meet, meet like a twelve thousand dollar budget. Yeah, it's like we are cutting so much money out of these films, but like. We're only getting better, and it's like because we're being smarter with yeah, our money. We're learning, first yeah, you're and learning foremost. how to do that exactly. Yeah, and and we're cutting a lot of the extra people out that we don't need. And and thankfully we have people who are working for next to nothing, if nothing, and that and that helps. And like that's that's why I would I would hope why Chris feels comfortable kind of giving giving in like that because it's like that's a huge leap of faith right there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's uh, I, I love you, Dad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, it's something that you know, and I'm not just speaking for myself getting to be involved in this project, but yeah, the fact that yeah, you should be thanking him right now, right? Thank well, him. I'm thanking him. Thank you. But, but uh, you know, for for just in general to help people make movies, even if I wasn't involved in this project, you know, um, I would still be appreciating that somebody in this area where I'm from is is trying to help people make movies because that's again, it's rare. Absolutely. Community theater all day long for everybody, but make mo- bands for everybody, but make movies, forget it. Nobody helps. Any, you know. So yeah, seriously, the fact that you're just giving to this group um, and helping them achieve these sort of things and this on this level is, is yeah, absolutely to be commended. Absolutely. And I think we have a good group of talent here. You know, everybody's, it's impressive. Otherwise I wouldn't be here. Otherwise I'd tell you guys, uh, kick sand, you know, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> and we, there's plenty of it here. We have yeah. the silicon, <laughs> Uh, please be a sponsor <laughs> but no uh, i think we can do this i'd like to see yeah. it keep going so yeah absolutely me too well i mean and chris is chris is good at what he does because he came in here and he's like i want to make it rain on you i'm like what the hell are you talking about he sold 10 copies of grace's room and he brought some for like 200 dollars. and it's like i i couldn't even do that if i fucking yeah. tried if i walked into work and begged people to buy i still couldn't even get them all to buy one well what's your sales pitch my sales pitch yeah um like hey is it guys you know already, or is well, it people? It's been, uh, it's it's been family. It's been coworkers. It's stuff like that. I've got, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, 
secrets and things, or sorry, side things, little little hidden draws for people around me in Grace's room that they didn't quite know about right mm-hmm. off the bat. Like we've got, we have an amazing person I work with named uh, Jim Urimovic. We all call him Tug, uh, Tugboat. He's absolutely phenomenal. We got him to walk shirtless through Grace's room. <laughs> with and, cotton candy oh, is that the big dude yes. with the can- Okay. Yes. So um, I thought maybe that was just a guy that was hanging out at, uh, that's how realistic it was. I thought that was just a dude you guys saw at Fest. It was like, hey, bro, you want to just... <laughs> Take your shirt off, and he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> buy him some cotton candy." He was set. Planning on doing it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little, it's hot up in here, anyhow. <laughs> but no, like we've got draws like that. Just uh, I, I've got to let people in on some of the secrets. Which there's a lot to these movies. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, stuff that you've got to look for, and if you can get people clued into it, mm-hmm. uh, it actually becomes you know it was enjoyable to be enjoyable to begin with. It becomes more enjoyable. Like uh, I've just pointed out, I showed my uh, neighbors in the background uh, this weekend when they first go to pick up um, uh, oh, what's her name, Rachel from the arcade. Like we've got Tyler just marauding around through the background. Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't see that for like three or four times, and I just well, that was a last minute. That was a last minute idea because like, they, they, they were roll, they were rolling, and I was like, oh man, I got to do. I didn't have shoes on. And I was like, I just got to go do it. That'll be funny. We'll think about that that later. Yeah, yeah that's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah. there's a lot of hidden things in here, and you just got to watch for it. And the movie lends itself to repeated viewing, and so I, I kind of build on that. I. I Tell them, look, there's a lot to it, and you've really just got to watch for it. I mean, you'll watch it through once and be like, what the hell is that? Did I just watch that? And then, you know, somebody you'll hear somebody else talk about it. And that's what we rely on, other people catching things and telling each other and then going back and watching it again and again. And that's how cult classics happen exactly. as well. Yeah, yeah. They, so, they're, you watch them with friends, and you watch them over and over, and you just have a good time with them, and they're silly. And, and But then you start noticing things, and you just start, like, falling in love with it. You beca- yeah. And that's why they the, the word cult, because it's a small group but it's an impassioned group for these kind of movies and well so, it's it's and it's very easy for people who watch our films to become a part of that because all you have to do is just look at the characters because we bring back a lot of people mm-hmm. which is like when we were talking about earlier is like chris in grace's room played the cult tech yeah, yeah. um and it's I'm like cult? yeah <laughs> which is it's just like the most awkward most awkward set of lines we could have given chris <laughs> and even well i mean I'll, I'm, you go ahead and explain how that night went for you chris oh that night was absolutely phenomenal i had worked all day um <laughs> and uh, my my shot was supposed to be at like ten thirty at night. It, it was going to be kind of late for me because supposed cause, to be. Yeah, supposed that's, to be. that's every actor's. <laughs> I was supposed to be on. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's never going to happen. I mean, I'd been up since five a.m. Worked since uh, about six forty-five. Got there. At, I don't even remember what time I got there, but I was out chilling. You know, just ready for my scene. Waiting, waiting, waiting. You know, we had we had some hold offs, so we had some holdbacks, things kind of pushing everything back. And then around midnight, it's getting close to me to sh- uh, time for me to shoot my scene, and I'm excited. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm ready. I'll go home. I'll get a couple hours of sleep after I get this shot, and then go to work, and I'll be just fine. Fuck you! Mm-hmm. No all way! Pla- all these plans! You ignorant asshole! How dare you? <laughs> I know it, it's my luck. It's Murphy's law, but uh, <laughs> it was phenomenal. Nature stepped in and disagreed with us for the first and oh, only. Yep. time the entire shoot yeah. we had a massive thunderstorm roll through and so i'm just sitting there waiting i'm like how are we going to do this finally about four uh three thirty four o'clock it lets up and it stops raining and then we realize oh, in the morning shit. in the morning right. yes okay, yeah. and i've been <laughs> I, I may have gotten a nap or two around somewhere but uh, they decided while uh, everything else is going, we're going to do some house shots. And so wherever I chose to sit down and kind of lean up against for a little bit, I had very little time until it was like, okay, we're going to need you to move because we got to shoot. <laughs> All right, I- I'm moving. 
so finally we get out there and uh you know we did as much as we could but we have water pooled in front of this uh in front of this generator where i shoot my scene i was yeah the, 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 whole, the whole joke is is that we needed the generators like these giant light generators um uh, because we're going to do a lot of like action shots in this big open field and we needed light and thankfully this the the police department lets us use that stuff for free like we they don't they pay yeah, for our, the gas to fucking yeah. power those things that's so thank incredible. you city of ottawa and the ottawa <clears throat> pd but um anyways um we, we the whole joke of that character is because we didn't want to have to explain the sound of the generators in the background, and so we're like, let's just ha- let's just have a guy introduce the generator to the movie, and like, but yeah, I'll let Chris keep explaining. But it was like that. There, that's the whole purpose of the joke, and then all of a sudden, there's fucking water everywhere. I was gonna say, was that the gasoline? The gasoline was, because the water was there. Yeah, so that was a made, last minute. That wasn't edition. in the script. No, yeah. I think yeah. I think that was uh, Mark, the cinematographer. I think he was yeah. the one that came up with the joke. That's great. Oh yeah, it was a, uh, and it, we were late. I mean. I'm sure we could have thought of better, but that was fucking phenomenal. I yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, so it's it's it, well, that's everybody always laughs at that because they they they, 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 they get they get confused by the character. They're like, I I I, I guess I get un- he's like warning them that the cult's coming, but what's the generator? He's the tech guy, yeah. and then he's just like, and I spilled a fuck ton of gas, <laughs> and, all of and everybody always laughs at that part. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, the great part about that is that's me. That is how <laughs> I run things. You know, I'll set out to I'll set out with grand aspirations, and I'll just be surrounded by gas when I'm done. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, but no. Joe Buckley has the same problem. <laughs> yeah. He's always surrounded by his own gas. <laughs> well, oh, God. All right, I'll hold off. <laughs> I shouldn't Shut down. Yeah, I shouldn't even say his name. Oh, man. But, yeah, um, and the funny thing is I didn't even have to act for that scene. That was me all together. So, uh, yeah. no, uh, <laughs> when Chris Baker read the part, he's like, this is you. You've got to play it. <laughs> I read through it, and I'm like, wholeheartedly agree. I am awkward to beat the band. I got this. Yeah. And yeah. then did you sleep at all, or did you just go straight to no, work? No, uh, I got done uh, <laughs> as soon as that shot was over with. Probably about home. 4 a.m. or something? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was about... I had time to shower. By the time I was done showering, it was like six o'clock. I made it just to work in time to get there, and so worked another eight-hour shift. <laughs> so, so basically, let me just—I want to make this clear. You were at the nuclear power plant doing nuclear power plant work. Um, Don't you point that out? Don't you point that out? Um, <laughs> no sleep. Um, no. This this guy pays no. to not sleep on our films. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> hey, it all worked out good. I just wanted to make sure I was hearing things right. I, I had a very it's off of the power of cinema. I'm right there with you. Who cares about anything else? I had a very non-essential job. Um, attentiveness was not required for me that day. Luckily. He was just so, stocking the vending machines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but he put plutonium in there. <laughs> yeah. Those glowing rods just so happen to end up where they end up. It's, it's like okay. I, it's like I came home with three extra feet somehow. I don't know what happened at work. <laughs> well, well, Chris has another big claim to fame in Grace's room um, that uh, when the cult shows up, they, they bring with them a, a giant effigy, a giant wooden effigy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris, without like any fucking direction, I think that we had like a little sketch. Yeah, we had a napkin sketch, a literal yeah. napkin sketch. <laughs> and Chris fucking built that thing. They went out in the woods, wow. they found sticks, and they put that thing together. And it's fucking beautiful. It is. It's, it's, the, the, it's the best production design in the entire film. Yeah, I <laughs> figured it was borrowed from like some sort of like, camp. No, I just, uh, I showed up. Uh, wow. We knew it was coming. We, I, I thought somebody else had it. We, we discussed it. And then last minute, nobody knew what was going on. So I'm like, fuck it. I got this. Yeah. And, uh. And Actually, no, no. All the, um, and then when we were shooting, when Avery gets killed, uh, when he's supposed to get squished by the van, we couldn't get the van to run. Oh, that's, oh yeah. That yeah, was yeah. a whole fucking catastrophe. Ah. And then, like, I don't even remember. Did you do something? I don't remember okay. what happened, but it just started running. So well, I, I had to... Um Actually, I, I don't want to out myself here, but so you broke the van in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> you Maybe. stole the van. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but uh, 
No, so what happened, we got these cheap vans from, uh, they, they were going to get crushed anyway. But uh, the uh, alternator, actually the water pump was bad. And so the pulley that holds all the, uh, this main serpentine belt on would not stay in place. So it'd keep dropping off, battery wouldn't charge, things wouldn't run. We had to finally, you know, I'm going to spare you the story, but... Uh, in the end, we managed to just tighten down the leads on the on the battery, and that managed to give it enough current. Apparently, it had a bad connection that was not allowing it to run enough to... But, um, yeah, maybe some of the charging helped, maybe some of the other things helped, but in the end, it was pretty much yeah. just a loose connection that we got. And then we destroyed the fucking van, and yeah. we were good to go after <clears throat> yep. that. It didn't even matter. Yeah. yeah. That was that was a crazy night. Awesome. awesome. So, also, I hear that you're... Uh... You're a good cook. That's a, that's a rumor. <laughs> I was actually I tempted somewhere. to cook tonight. Uh, what? For tempted? I, I might still word. do it. Um, uh, you guys have... Uh, I'm hungry as shit. All right, well, let's cut the podcast. <laughs> well, well speak, speaking of the cooking, though, we have we have two days that we're shooting for Butcher the Bakers at a cabin out in Henry, which is f- roughly 40 minutes away yeah. from kind of our home base. And it, the nice thing is, is that there's a full kitchen there, oh, and somebody's going to have to make us some meals. And Chris, I, I'll take this it. guy. I'm all yeah. 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 Because if the money wasn't enough, and then the, the, the time dedication and the lack of sleep, the least you could do, guy, is cook us a yeah. fucking steak. You're on your way to being a movie uh, a studio head, though. So this is what you cover all the bases. Next thing you know, you're the- well, who, who's the guy? Who's the guy that was like Barbara Streisand's hairdresser? And then oh, um, uh, Joe Joel is it Joel? Um, well, anyways, yeah, Robert I know Streisand's hairdresser yeah. is now a, a huge producer. He's the guy that did the whole. He's an awful producer. Wild Wild West. John John stuff. Peters. John yeah. Peters. What really? Yeah, yeah John Peters oh and Peter God. Goober. They had a team. They did Batman in nineteen eighty nine. Batman, all kinds of stuff. He's also the one that was responsible. If, if you ever watch any of Kevin Smith. Oh, I love I love the story he tells about he, yeah. in in when Kevin Smith was meeting with John Peters, who was producing at that time, he was going to be producing the, the Superman movie. Oh, that's, oh yeah. Flyby or whatever. Yeah. The one JJ Abrams ended up, or no, this was the one that Kevin Smith ended up writing. Cause there was two different scripts at the yeah. time. He met with John Peters and he tells a story how John Peters just kept saying, that's great. That's great. But then a giant mechanical spider, spider he yeah. just wanted the mechanic and he didn't do it. Well then when you watch wild, wild West, <laughs> it's in that, yeah. which John Peters, he got his fucking spider in that He's, movie. I mean, if you so. can build the mechanical spider, Chris, we'll put it in the movie, <laughs> but don't expect any of us to turn that thing out. <laughs> I have spare time and lots of, uh, spare parts. Uh, yeah, it might happen. Chris is super techie and it, it, it really is incredibly helpful with a lot of stuff. I mean, beyond just, uh, like putting together a, yeah. a, a an effigy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever happened to that? I I think it ended up in the woods. I asked I you. Uh, you know, whatever happened, happened, happens. But um, I think we knocked it over and chopped it up. Is that oh. what we did with it? Does anybody? Yeah. yeah. Trevor concurs. So it's it's back in nature. We, we sent it back to its yeah. home. It yeah. came from the woods. It went back to the dust woods. Dust to dust, baby. <laughs> Cradle to the grave. I mean, we're going straight back to hell after this. So. <laughs> well, it, in the movie, I mean, this plot wise, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of talk about you know. Well, that's what I like too in the movie. Like they, uh, I, was that line scripted? Because I built the effigy, and then they, you know, we set up the scene, and then like, okay, we're gonna burn the effigy, and they've got the little picture of. Uh, oh yeah, no, that was Rachel. planned. That was that planned. Was planned? Yeah. yeah, that's okay. Okay. Yeah, that because well, originally the effigy was supposed to have a big part in the battle and stuff like that. Yeah, like it was supposed. To, it was a major player, and but like I'm. Yeah, it's gonna crush somebody, right? Yeah, I was supposed to crush somebody, Joe. 
You piece of shit. <laughs> here it comes. But um, but anyways, yeah. So it's like I wish I wish we could have used it more because it's it, it was such a great centerpiece. I just wish it had been in yeah. every scene of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it is really impressive when you see it. It's like oh, oh, that's awesome. They actually took time to build something. I thought yeah. that maybe it was a joke. You didn't want to burn it because it was so good. You're like, we can't burn this. Let's come up oh, with something else. Hoping. That's what that I was, thought. I mean, that, that's a, that's a, a yeah. I think that's like Heather's you know, line. If she says that, like, it's no, too good to burn. Yeah, yeah it's too cool. Took us too long to make. Yeah, right? yeah that yeah. took us forever to build that. We're not going to burn that, and fuck you. And that's kind of what also fed into my idea of well, where I thought it was borrowed from somebody. Well, we borrowed it. We can't obviously destroy yeah. it because you borrowed it from Camp Whatever. Well, I, I think there there was talk of at some point burning it, but the uh, the the homeowners weren't too pleased with us at the time. So I think if we had. Yeah, we 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 probably would have. I uh, love that story. It just keeps unfolding in little bits and pieces, and it's like. I mean, if we want, if you want to talk uh, off the record, I could tell you everything. It's just, you know, it, it's it's one of those it's one it's of those so things good. where it's like everybody, both sides have their thoughts on it, and it's like both sides are right. They're probably more right than we are, but it was just it was just a frustrating yeah. experience, and so I'm still thankful that thank you to them for letting that us was film a great there. location. Me too. Yeah, yeah. It's great on and, film. And for what we did, it was it was great. It was just there was there was supposed to be a lot more effect stuff that we mm-hmm. out of fear of being kicked out we we cut out. Mm-hmm. So uh, the nice thing about Butcher the Bakers, though, a nice lead-in, is that we don't have that problem this time. Yeah. And we're going to make a fucking mess. So Damn right. Oh, yeah. 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 Good. So, but, yeah, no, I mean, um, like, uh, with with Chris and Chris, and uh, primarily, primarily this Chris, um, it's really nice because they, they're actually curious about stuff, mm-hmm. like – What's what's going on with it? Not not like from the standpoint of why should why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? It's more of like an encouragement of like I want to learn this because then like if I can encourage other people to do it, or if I can find a way to maybe not just put money into it, but put some thought into it. Because yeah. we tend to skip yeah. that part. We just yeah. like to go like ah, we're just gonna build a thing and it'll be fine. <laughs> and it's like Chris is very like uh like logical about stuff, and so it's like I think he'll 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 be a big part of like. After a movie gets made, figuring out how we can do something better the next time, mm-hmm. um, and that, that's just something he's just really good at. He's he's a good thinker. Yeah. So also, I hear he's single. What? Oh, you know, you know. Just brush his shoulder off here real quick. His yeah. arm fell off. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. So that's all right. You'll go to work tomorrow. A new one will grow right back. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little a little weaker looking than the other one, but. That's right, I'm going to live forever in this nuclear power plant. <laughs> It'll be a little baby arm like a Deadpool. It'll be this weird, sick little land. <laughs> My germs. But speaking oh. of, speaking of, of the idea of when the movie's done, I've heard from Tyler. We've heard from Chris Baker. I'd like to hear from you. What, what are some of the things you'd like to see for the future of Hometown Hero and the future for this movie and the future of this movie? I just want people to see it. I want other people to enjoy it, too. That's all I'm going for. I you like know, that answer. I, I, I enjoy everything. I have... I understand my uh, tastes are a little off from normal, but I think a lot of people should like this. Just because I don't, uh, just because I like this, doesn't mean yeah. other people shouldn't. So, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I want to see more from this. I'd like to see this universe that we're kind of building here expand. I mean, mm, absolutely, we've, we've got our plans for. Well, Tyler's got his plans, Tyler and Jenna, uh, for how it's going to go. But this. If we can build our own little universe yeah. and just keep going off of it, I think that would be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and with the next film, um, I mean, I've got a, a handful of ideas, but I, I think it's time to maybe maybe go a little more less 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 fantasy, less horror. Because I think, I think we have some really funny, interesting people here. And it's like the, the hard part is, is that like you, you, have, to, you have to budget um, the quality of the actors along with like uh, 
the amount of ham you want in it. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like we right now right now we're bursting with ham. Yeah. And so lot, it's so it's like a lot it, of ham. It, up it, in it, here. It's 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 hard it's hard to find the right people to because to, you want to push the story. That was one of the thing that people loved about Grace's room is that they they loved the quality of the acting. It was definitely improved. Oh and it was, yeah. It was, it was because great. we had good actors and we wrote better stuff for them. And so it's like what I'd like to do is I'd like to do like an ensemble piece like a play mm-hmm. because we have all these great hams and it's like well write not write a piece for all of them yeah. like something that fits them and it works together. And that's why I think a little more grounded as far as like uh, character driven, more character driven type of, I think that could be a lot of fun. That's what, that's something I'd like to do and hopefully it it won't cost that much money, Chris. Well, no, and that's a big challenge in and of itself. (laughs) You may think, you know, well, you know, their next movie will want to go smaller ensemble acting driven, less, you know, maybe gore effects, all this, but that's a challenge in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, cause there you've, there you, I'm not saying that you would have to rely on that stuff, but you can't rely on the the pomp and circumstance of the movie you you know the flash you you have to rely on the story and the story beats and the and the story yeah. structure and performance driven so it, that that will be a challenge a new challenge in and of itself yeah absolutely you know, actually so. can I can I make a suggestion because I like what I like the work that Baker's been doing he's phenomenal when it comes to cars oh yeah can we do Christine the musical cover the uh, <laughs> I'd love to see a Stephen King remake Chris got so pissed at me because I told him I hadn't seen Christine oh he was, he was very upset with me. Well, I have a sister named Christine. I feel like I got the gist of that movie. So, <laughs> what's fun, I'll give you a little a little uh, anecdote about how Christine goes for uh, that. I'm John Carpenter. I've said before he's tied with my Coen Brothers, my favorite director of all time, and I love Stephen King. Yeah, and Keith Gordon, who plays the Archie, yeah, or Arnie, 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 Arnie. That's right. She in, wipes in uh, <laughs> in in Christine. That's one of my favorite movie performances of all time. Mm-hmm. It's not one you hear about. It's not Marlon Brando. It's not Al Pacino. It's not one that you know the elite talk about. But it's it's seriously it's one of my favorite film performances because I believe him all through his arc when he's the nerd with the pocket protector. Absolutely, I believe him as a human being and not just a caricature. And then when he's a fucking evil. The car takes him over and he becomes evil. I believe him in that too. And I, at Columbia, I had a, in an acting for directing class, we had a, a substitute teacher once. This woman came in, very pretentious. Didn't like, I think, that it was Pretension a class all full acting? of... Yeah. What? But it was it was acting for directors. So everybody in the class uh, were, were directors. Most of them had never acted in their life. You know, I had just was one of the few that did and, and it worked out well because then I ended up acting in all their movies for forever. But um, anyway, she asked us some of our favorite performances and i said keith gordon christine she brushed me off like i was like the biggest idiot she's like that's not a performance and i said have you seen christine have you seen keith gordon in that movie easy you know she's like i don't need to i don't need to no, see that to know that it's bad i'm like okay it's like a dark jerry lee lewis when, it's what is so it, good so yes yeah, yeah uh, i'll give it a shot damn oh it. it's gonna knock you on your ass <laughs> it's john carpenter stephen king Absolutely, yeah, it's got it's, a lot of great phenomenal. character actors yeah. in it. On top of that, and the music score—it, I mean, it's—it's oh, yeah. it's a '57 Chevy that. Uh, yeah. uh, it's and the movie was what shot in the late '70s, early '80s. No, 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 it's 1983. It was the movie he made after The Thing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Ooh, but it's yeah. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. So <sighs> Chris Baker was was right to chest. Well, I'll give I'll give it a shot only because Chris. Um, uh, we have in the movie um, our two female leads uh, kind of have this uh, badass Winnebago, yeah. And um, that Chris, Chris, Chris bought this uh, kind of. I mean, a junkie had been sitting in somebody's yard for several years. The roof had caved in. It, it was, it was, it was pretty shitty. And and uh, 
I love I love and loathe Crispy uh, for for one thing, and that's he always he was always like, hey, all right, we're gonna get together, we're gonna do this thing, you know, we'll get it done, da 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 da. And essentially, we were talking about like cleaning the Winnebago or whatever. And then he just does it; he doesn't tell you he's doing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. like, like holy shit! Like I, I show he he starts sending pictures in a Facebook chat. I'm like, what the hell, dude? And so like I I go there. I'm like <laughs> I just woken up. I had diarrhea all night because TGI Friday's got me all sick. And Chris is standing there. Look, he looks worse than I did. So we're endorsing them right now, right? Uh, I don't know. There's I mean, a lot of diarrhea on this DJI. podcast. Come, come well, give us some money I'm for involved this. in the podcast, so that's that's why. <laughs> but um, but anyways, I get there and Chris is dripping sweat, and it's like he had hosed it down or a uh, power sprayed it, and and it, it, like gotten all the, the shitty paint off. He had cleaned the interior, which was disgusting. Like the ba- there was a bathroom in it, and it was. I mean, it, it nobody had done anything in there for a while but it yeah. was it looked like somebody had it, it, it looks like brand new it's like yeah. it's like i mean like thank you for doing all the work chris but yeah. it's like we could have helped you you dingus but anyways chris is really good with the cars and stuff yeah. and so it's like it's like and again it's like i i have i have two guys involved in my films that like they want to pay money and then they want to do work on top of it it's yeah. like they have the love they have the passion i can't i can't fathom that like my brain tumors uh, don't understand it (laughs) so it's just like you know the yeah yeah Yeah. i'm I'm gonna bang chris after this (laughs) (laughs) if you want it if you want it hey joe you got you got got enough uh, on your sd card okay (laughs) yeah we're gonna need a lot of space for this one I think I can handle it. I mean, I might need to bring out the terabyte. That's what she said. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyways, I kind of just uh, brought this uh, podcast to a standstill. Yeah, the the man sex always kind of slows things down around well, here. Certain podcasts are into that. I'm not so sure it's for this one though. Yeah. Have you have you uh, since this has gone on? Have you uh, this podcast? Have you talked? Tried to talk anybody? I've been trying to talk all kinds of people and listen to it. I don't think anyone has. I've been trying to. <laughs> it, it's trying to be one so of those hard. things. Um, uh, actually. <laughs> If I could get anybody to help me, I'd have my brother with uh brother helping me with it. Actually, I think you guys would dig him. He's a fucking ham. He's great, and he's actually got this way with people. He's absolutely phenomenal. So if he uh, brings ham, I'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right so, now, I could really actually, eat some ham. He's a better cook than I am too, Ooh. and I'm hoping to have him up here for the movie. Uh, that would be great. Just hang, yeah. Hanging around, but anyway, yeah. uh, I'd like to bring. Uh, Shit, I forgot where I was going with this. Your brother, Ham, Ham. Mansex, something around Mansex. Actually, yeah, if I could get him to, uh, Man Ham. you know, mention this podcast. <laughs> Sex with Ham. Yeah, I, I think I could get him to help me spread it. Sorry, bro, I threw you under the bus. But, spreading uh, it. Here, yeah, spread yeah. the Man Ham. We just can't stop right now. It's just, it's like. <laughs> I, th- I think what's what's going on is that we've all got Joe Buckley in the mind, so you it might, really you might as well bring him on. I've been smelling yeah, him for it, a good 25 minutes, and it's just. <laughs> those nuggets and barbecue sauce just emanating. How many nuggets a week do you eat? Well, it's sweet and sour sauce, mister. Oh, sorry, Joe. Yeah. Oh, he so gets barbecue the... sauce on his wings and sweet and sour with his nuggets. Yeah, I like those. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably up to about 100 a week. 100 nuggets a week? Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, that's only like that's three rational. chickens. Yeah. yeah. It's only like three chicken butts. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. I, guess, I guess that's our cue to pass a buck. Passing the buck with Joe Buck. Passing the buck with Joe Buck. I like to spit on people who I think are lower than me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great introduction to uh, our segment, Pass the Buck. This is the part of the show where we uh, give the show over to uh, Joe Buckley, for better or for worse. Hey, yeah. How you doing, Joe? Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah, you look I, good. Do you yeah. have a good Memorial Day weekend? Oh, uh, I can't say that on this podcast, so I'll say yes. Why? Uh, no, I, no, 
I'm pretty sure your Memorial Day weekend was you at home playing video games. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say that? it was that. Mm. Which video game was it? Come on. The Galaga? Uh, probably Red Dead Redemption. That one? That one's a good game. Yeah, I'm I've been playing lie. a lot of that lately. You hoping they're uh, going to release the second one? Or talk yes, about that'd releasing... be nice. Sorry, the third one since... Uh, yeah, was... Red Dead Revolver. Yeah. And actually, I hear that... Uh, you remember that game Gun from like 2005? Yeah, that was in Yeah, this... I hear a lot of Desert on that too. Yeah. Cool, cool. So, and I, I never beat Red Dead Redemption. I, I liked yeah. it. I played the crap out of it, but that's my MO when it comes to games. I'll get started, and it's like the best thing ever. Like The Witcher 3... Absolutely love it. I've only got like 12 hours into it. I'll never see the end of it. No, yeah, if a game's too long, I'll stop too. I just stop eventually. <laughs> Although I have, um, basically there's a game called Binding of Isaac. Yes, that one is, actually, you remind me a lot of Isaac. So, Thank you. Uh, so I, l- l- what, who is Isaac? Let me know. Well, Isaac, I don't play video games. I don't know anything about okay, this. Okay, so this is a very good video game. Isaac is like a naked 10-year-old boy. And, I totally see it. I see yeah. now what, what you see. Is, is you he, know, I, does I, he stink? No, no, no. He's, oh. he's pretty naked and clean. But his mom sometimes beats him with things. So, Like what sort of things? Pots and pans? Uh, like spoons or like, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Like his, like basically you can find like your dog's severed head in the game and that makes you cry more. So that's a big plus. What the hell? Can, it, what it, is this game about? Domestic so violence? So I'll have to show you later. Actually, what it is, it's uh, like, it's like Legend kid's, of Zelda. This kid's. <laughs> it sounds a lot like Legend of Zelda dis- with the severed heads and the naked kid getting beat by his mama's spoon. It's more like a dysfunctional mashed, uh, Smash TV. So, yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's like a Smash TV with like a Zelda HUD because it really takes a lot of influence from Zelda and like the like the dungeon specifically. So this kid's mom has a, a severe mental problem. Uh, uh, apparently, she blames some major trauma in her life on her son, and she's you know delved deep into religion and uh, and um, the whole. Uh, physical punishment thing for a kid you know so she believes she's getting more pious and just absolutely demolishing this kid she's mean to him she's you know I, i've not played the entire game i don't know the entire story i've played it that's my mo i've already copped to that but yeah. uh so anyway this kid's kept in the basement treated like crap all in you know and you'll have to ask mr buck over here uh, uh, whatever happened to Paperboy? Well, that's that's a uh, game. No, 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 no. You like Cubert? That's a fucking no, 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 game. Now no. you've got these. You slap like, the naked boy until he cries more. Jesus. Yeah, well, it, it's got to be high art now. You can't. You know, yeah. if you want to deliver papers, you've got to be thirty and drive a car and do it in the morning. No, but, no. Uh, actually, there's there's a game called Papers Please, and yeah, that's basically the Paperboy. Like paper because that was a sweet um, game. Well, in Papers Please, breaking, basically breaking windows, you throwing them at cats. It was just like real life. You're in like a devastated, like kind of Russian type country, um, and like basically you live. You're you're in an office, and you have to set people's passports, and you have to do it real quick to make money, or else your family's going to die. Oh, it's always got to come back to some. I was like, oh, it's a cool game for skill, but then they bring in the darkness of the family going to be killed. Yeah, and then you just you you like have to turn away like homeless people and like widows, Mm -hmm. and you just have to send them off because they don't have their passports. See ya, goodbye. Mm -hmm. You can't get in here, Mister. And yet, I'm the one who gets dirty looks because I watch uh, a lot of Lucio Fulci movies. But uh, yeah. apparently, the video game industry has got a little more, uh, oh, you can, well, a little darker than that shit. The indie I'm, scene is definitely like they're not afraid to take risks. Oh, trust me, you know, high art. You remember, 
So I'm I'm taking a leap here. You're probably what 28, 29. We'll go with that, sure. So, so but you remember the <laughs> '90s? Do you remember all the of art course. house uh, grunge music and oh yeah, you know, yeah, collegiate grunge and how yeah. it was high concept, blah blah. When really yeah. it was just some guy doing something. Anyway, yeah. I, I don't want to dog it because I actually liked '90s grunge and oh, yeah. you know, college rock. But yeah. uh, anyway, you've got the equivalent now with video games. Everybody's making theirs. Dark. It's dark. It's gritty. It's whatever. Just and it's like shock for shock value type of thing there's or, a lot of that actually yeah. yeah people who grew up playing uh what was that did you ever see the game manhunt did you oh, ever yes. hear about that rockstar is manhunt yeah mm-hmm. rockstar is is just a lightning rod for games like this but manhunt is uh, is absolutely terrible it's um uh, when it comes to this it's very violent very uh Wow, we got people coming in. Maybe I, we should talk about yeah. this now. No, no, but, no, no. They uh, don't care. Uh, yeah, they, man- they've all heard these. They've heard the Joe Buck segment many but, times. No, Manhunt was just this ultra-violent, break-out-of-prison sort of thing, kill people with whatever you got, so on and so forth. And, yes. you know, they grew up on this, and they've got to top that. Well, I so. remember a game, hearing about it, because like I said, I stopped at, like, Super Nintendo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember a game, it had um, the actors from Different Strokes in it. And it was it was it called Night Stalker Night Trap I'm Night Trap Night Trap I remember yeah. when that game came out because that, that was, was one that everyone talked about yeah. being super violent. No, it, wasn't it wasn't just like a slasher movie video game, wasn't it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, it was offensive absolutely back then. Not no, it was offensive back then because you could see a chick in her lingerie for oh, one that's scene. Why it was it wasn't because of the violence or anything. No, no. Oh, okay, you know what? It, it's if, comical. If people oh. want to complain, I mean, you'll see this in top ten lists everywhere, and you know, on all the uh, YouTube channels. Here's the uh, weirdest old video games that you know you've ever seen or never seen but so back on the Atari there was uh, was it the 2600 yeah uh, they had Custer's Revenge yeah that's awful where really? the entire thing was for uh, General Custer to avoid arrows and make his way from one side of the screen to the other <laughs> so he could bang this naked Indian chick that was tied up to a pole and this was an Atari sanctioned yes. game yes no, no well, I don't know if it was it. sanctioned at this no. point in time I think it was you uh, can make anything you want for the Atari yeah because oh. the Nintendo basically they made the official Nintendo seal of approval uh-huh. and like uh, unofficial games still came out on Nintendo Nintendo, like, um, I think Tetris was originally, like, an unlicensed game, actually. Okay. So, Tengen did unlicensed stuff. A lot of people did, like, Bible games on NES, uh, weird stuff like that. But, yeah, Atari had just... Oh, Bible games was the best, by the way. The the Noah's Ark, where you had to go get the animals and put them in the ark. Yeah, kind of like Super Mario 2. That's off. That's stupid. I would never... (laughs) That's the kind of game that you're lame, like... Yeah, the your lame aunt buys you. Yeah, your aunt buys you and the lame kid next door who, who you know, can't watch The Simpsons. He's not allowed to watch oh, that trashy that's Simpsons. That's exactly what it that's was. That's the kind of video games he would play. Yeah. But that was the best part about going to those friends' houses. <laughs> you go play the Noah's Ark game and then throw every, uh, all the animals in the yeah. water. Then you yeah. bring you bring your VHS copy of Creepshow over and you watch it and you <laughs> scare the hell out of you. You know that night he's not going to get any sleep and his parents aren't going to know why. Yeah. It may have actually happened. <laughs> no, I actually wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons until I was 15. So, so this is it. Kind of explains why. Yeah, this is what you why you're turn your kids into. Why you're so like like I gradually became a piece of shit. I did, didn't like start out saying offensive things that hurt people's feelings. I slowly yeah. worked my way into it. I did commercial radio, and then I learned from other older grizzled DJs, and I just sort of became a grizzled bastard through time. Yeah. Much like a, a hard rock becomes smooth from from the ocean. But you were sheltered. So the second you were let out of the gate, like a, like a, like an, uh, an Amish kid given you know sent out to do his rumspriga, yeah, you just hit the wall, and that's that's why you fire with both barrels all the time. That's why you don't yeah. stop talking about jizz and masturbation and 
you know, and now it makes sense. See, that's why I love the pass the buck segment because we get to know piece by piece. And what exactly is wrong with me? What, what, and what, is there any solution? And there is none. Well, there is no solution. No. Problem Except for the so- final one. <laughs> I was just going to say this. One problem solver, and his name's Revolver. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so getting back to Joe Buckley and, and your uh, involvement in this, do you, what is your first memory, if you can recall it, of meeting Joe Buckley? Um, oh, my God. He was always just kind of there. And I... So, you know, <laughs> I got to side with him on one thing. I was sheltered as a kid, and it takes me a while to warm up to people still, you know. Shit, 16 years later, now that I'm out of the house, 16 yeah. years later, it still takes me a while to warm up to him. But I could kind of see him off on the side, and, you know, he was always around and always taking pictures, and I was always wondering, what is Joe Buckley about? What What's the deal what here? What is Joe Buckley? What is the Buckley about? And uh, I still don't know yet. Well, yeah. it's, it's starting to, like, if you go back and listen to the other podcasts, you know, um, every every past the Buck segment, usually a little more of that mystery is solved and a little more of his story unfurls. And I think by the end of movie five, and movie if this five. podcast continues forever, yeah. I think we'll finally get a, a, a full picture of the real, real Joe we'll Buckley. get the real, real Joe Buckley. Yeah, this is okay. basically like Twin Peaks, except I don't know how to talk backwards. <laughs> We can fix it in post. Okay. Yeah. It's all like right. Twin Peaks, except the hipsters all over the world don't care about Joe Buckley. Mm, no. <laughs> yeah. Twin Peaks. No, Twin Peaks was actually a big thing back whenever I it remember aired. when it was aired. I remember yeah, my parents yeah. watching it. Yeah. Yeah. See? I just like to make fun of things that I think might get you going. And I yeah. think I think if I make fun, I know Stanley Kubrick jokes make him mad. And I think perhaps David Lynch, making fun of David Lynch might also do that. That's, I don't know. Looking at him, I think Land of the Lost might... Uh, factor in there somewhere he's probably never seen land of the lost yeah, he probably only knows it as the will ferrell movie. no no, i know it as a tv show i don't yeah. care about the yeah, movie yeah the, the TV stacks show. well i'm thinking more along the lines of uh bubble boy the new bubble boy with uh who was jake it? gyllenhaal jake, that one yeah because he's no john travolta <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly well, no my nickname on this podcast is actually bad boy bubby and that's kind of like the bubble boy yeah very much <laughs> yeah it's about this young 40 year old man and he lives in a house 40 year old man yeah and his mother comes in and she like beats him and molests him and then so he, he like grabs like... her titties whenever she comes in what is that what yeah it's called bad boy bubby that's a real thing a yeah game? it's a movie no it's a movie oh there's a movie called bad boy bubby yeah and i've never heard of it who, no who made it uh, I'm not sure. I think it might might be Australian, but I could be wrong on that. Bad Boy Bubby. Maybe 2000s. Really? Yeah. And then, I'd love to look into this, because uh, not that I want to see that shit, but I, no. I I don't like when there's something I don't know about. Well, basically, like she, to movies. every time she goes outside, she wears a gas mask, because she led him to believe that the outside air is poison, so uh-huh. she, he can never go out. But then one day she dies, and Bad Boy Bubby's finally unleashed upon the world. Is this a horror film or a dark comedy? No, or what? like very dark comedy. Yeah, that is impressive. Yeah, I don't know I, that movie. So it's like a better version of The Happening. Yeah, I guess so. So no, uh, but anyway, uh, no. I thought everybody had a friend like this in uh, high school or no. growing up or whatever. No, I, there was a kid I used to go to school <laughs> with who was uh, very adamant about uh, telling us about these. Uh, the late night Skinamax shows that he'd watch. Oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, the Shannon Tweed fests. Exactly. Well, and he it wasn't Andy just Sedaris the, movies. It wasn't just the softcore ones like that. I mean, he'd find these weird, absolutely weird uh, horror porns. I'm like, what the yeah. hell? Horror porn. Softcore horror porn. It's like, oh. uh, yeah, you, this 
That's weird. Adventure runs into this cannibalistic tribe full of pervs, I guess. And, uh, like, that's the one that sticks out in my mind. I don't remember what the name of the movie was. And I actually stumbled across it not too long was ago. Was it Avocado but... Women in the Jungle of Death or something? Yes. Like that? With Bill yes, Maher. Thank God. An early Bill Maher movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never really thought of that as a, por- as a softcore porn. I just, that's kind of like a trauma esque. Oh, okay. Actually, are you being you serious? Know. I was. I thought you were joking, but no. No, no. I... That's, I think, the movie. Bill Maher's in it. Yeah. Um, I think that's the movie you're talking about. Was it like. Uh, it's an 80s, 80s film. Early. Yeah, I think Shannon Tweed may be in it, speaking of, or, or somebody that like that. Out. I don't think that's what I, think I was thinking of. But. Oh, well, there is a movie, and it's it used to be on uh, USA Network up all night, because I grew up on that. That's That was part oh of what fed into this monster that I've become uh, is because of USA up all night, Ronda Shear and Gilbert Gottfried. And they would show stuff like, you know... Um, uh, the the David Dakota movies and they show like Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers and Vice Vice yeah. Academy and all those great you know oh, uh, grindhouse yeah. exploitation movies and they were edited so at ten year old eleven year old I wasn't too shocked by it because I I'm seeing it without the bad words stuff like stewardess school yeah. but I think yeah I think it's something called Avocado Women in the Jungle of Death or Jungle of Doom or something and it's and it's Bill Maher's first one of his first things I'm gonna have to check unless that I'm out. thinking I know there isn't a jungle woman movie with bill maher i mean if it's not that one then there's another one but i definitely know that one of his earliest things um because he was an actor and a comedian before he became you know a commentator or or whatever he is now but uh yeah yeah. well i think like basically one of my favorite exploitation movies from the 80s is this little known gem called hey don't piss in my mouth and it's That's about these, not a movie. No, no, it's about these two buddies, and basically... They... There's no movie. Not a, It's not a legitimate movie. No, no, it's some it weird porno movie. No, it sounds not. like a Joe Buckley Saturday night. There's no movie called Hey, Don't Piss in My Mouth. No, there is. Look it up on IMDb. And, like, basically, these <sighs> these two friends, like, basically have to try to think of, like, clever jokes where their piss ends up in the other one's mouth. Like, one of them, like, stands up on the rooftop, and these he, like, friends? pisses... He, no, yeah. He's like, hey, look at this bird up here. And then he looks up with his mouth open a gaze to look at the, ma- the bird. Is there an alternate title to this? Maybe. I have never come across a movie called Hey, Don't Piss in My Mouth. I don't a know, legitimate maybe. movie. There may be some weird, like I said, some weird scat German porno shit. I mean legitimate cinema. No. Exploitation or otherwise. I've never come across anything called Don't Piss on Out. No, like, there's I've really... come across a movie called Don't Mess With My Sister, and that was the guy who directed I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah. Mir, uh, Meyer Zarki, or I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. He's Italian. That's actually a pretty decent, like, little action okay. there, but, uh, no, there's no movie called Don't Piss in My Mouth. No, no there is. There's a great scene no. where, like, okay, the guy's, like, drinking his beer, right, on the, like, the porch, and, like, he goes away for a minute. Oh, that's his mistake, let me tell you, because the other friend, he takes his dick out, and he pisses okay, no. in the bottle. He dumps out the beer and no. pisses it in the bottle. There's no movie that No, guy. there is, there is. I like it. And then, like, basically, Bring he, goes, it in, he, he takes a step, and he's like, Ugh, why did, hey, don't piss in my mouth, and they get a title <laughs> drop. It was great. <laughs> Hey, they said it in the movie. Yeah. Are you looking it up on your smartphone? I am looking at this, and I'm getting a lot of, uh... Well, be- yeah. Yeah, yeah, teenagers. Maybe well, you said it's on the movie mouse. database. Maybe if you... Uh, da, 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 da. I can't... You no, know what? Whatever, Joe. It, this is all a big... You're just... You're trolling us. This is all a big joke. I'm uh, not even going to look it up. I cannot confirm nor deny. My uh. friend Google has let me down in this, uh... <laughs> okay. At this point in time, so... so right. No, it's like dead end. Nobody can find it now. I've been looking for it forever. Yeah. So, do you have any questions for uh, Chris? Um, I'd say like, well, I don't. I I walked in late, so I don't know exactly what you guys have covered. It doesn't matter. You've yeah, worked just, with him for a while. I am an open multiple book. Multiple films. Read me. Yeah. Okay. Just ask me any a question. question. Like, you need any sort of context? To ask questions. Have your co- yeah. questions asked or asking about people about their butts or their beards? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like to talk about beards because I actually I shaved my neck beard yesterday. I tried to use oh, one of those electric no. razors, and I couldn't get it to work. Oh, so no. No. 
No. I don't know. I might have broke it or something. I might have clogged it with hair. I don't know what happened. I don't happened. think he clogged it with hair. Yeah, you don't have enough hair for this. <laughs> that, oh, okay. that didn't happen. No, so I think I just broke it accidentally. <laughs> but yeah. Oh my God. You don't break anything at all, ever. No. I don't see like three things. I know he ain't breaking here, hearts. But... Oh. <laughs> oh, ow, ow. Yeah. Nope, never even touched a woman. <laughs> Except for my mother, of course. When she was awake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. So no uh, questions for me? No, 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 no questions uh, at all, Joe. You talked about some weird video game that offended... Hey, What's hey, don't you do it, mister. <laughs> Yo, you can't see him, but Tyler's being a bad boy, Bubby. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Tyler? It's a... Is it a hairspray? It's going to double for a can of mace in the movie. Oh. But we use it to spray Joe when he's been a bad boy, Bubby. Yeah, spray yeah. in his eyes and see if they get red. I'm like a cat. I don't like L- it. Lick that microphone while I spray you, Joe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mr. right there. Yeah, no, I don't like it. It's wet, and it's like a spray, and he sprays it at me. And I go, <laughs> and then I, like, bat at him. like. <laughs> so that's, uh, we're, we're going to be wrapping this up soon because oh, we okay. got uh, the yeah, production meeting. Everyone's in. filing in, and they're just shaking their heads at you. So yeah. whatever else you got to ask Yeah, they're Chris. looking disappointingly at me. Wow, that was going to happen regardless of the podcast. Yeah. And, and trust me, I used to work late night retail in central Missouri, you know, meth capital Missouri. Uh I don't think this is going to throw me off. See yeah. if you can throw me off. See if you can throw him off. Well, I'd say, Which... like, so basically, like, um, like, do you kind of hope, like, we become, like, the next David Lynch or something? We could. I I hope so. Okay. Well, I, I'm not, hor- I'm a horrible person, but David Lynch, what has he done? Well, Uh-oh. he's done Mulholland Drive, Twin go. Peaks, Eraserhead, Blue Velvet. Lost Highway, which was amazing. I love Lost Highway. I've seen Dune. Lost Highway. Yeah. I've seen Lost Highway, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think you'd really like Eraserhead, probably. It's like a real low-budget... Ho- like, it's horrifying. If you watch it in the right mindset, like, 2 a.m., yeah, lights great. off, it's amazing. Yeah, it is It is pretty great. Yeah. Actually, I've got some friends who are now going to uh, castrate me for not having seen his movies. I've got a group of friends in Northwest Missouri, huge into movies. They made their own movies for a little while, yeah. too. And have you shown them any of these? Or I have not seen them since I started uh, making these. Yeah. I've been... I'm going to mail them out some copies of this. Yeah, hopefully. yeah. So, or just send yeah. the Vimeo. I mean, they could even check it out, you know, just online if you want to. Oh, Absolutely. And also, I think you might really like uh, Mulholland Drive because it's kind of like a twisted look at Hollywood. And I'm not going to say any more about that because I think it's better if you see it like blind, basically. Yeah. I haven't seen it since it came out, so I don't even I, – I remember very little. Yeah. No, I really liked it. I just got the Blu-ray Criterion. Good. Nice. 30 bucks. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. All right, well, then, if you don't have anything else to ask Chris, I think, uh, um, you know, put the baby in the crib, wrap this up. Yeah, we got to toss him out with the bathwater. There you go. Do you know oh, why man. that saying started? Oh, gee, no, no. See, so basically, back in the olden days, people didn't like to bathe at all. No. No, because they it's believed it would they kill them. didn't em. like to? Well, no, they did believe it would kill them. How long ago were we talking about? Um, yeah, colonial the... days, like pilgrims, like 1700s. Okay. They did not like bathing. They were like cats. <laughs> They'd had the Black Plague by this point. Well, did 1620. No, um, they they figured out around that time, maybe a little bit before, due to the Black Plague, that uh, bathing oh, you, was essential. Oh, you do have to so, wash your skin. Okay. Yeah, they they figured nice that out. Well, if you don't want open sores to form. Yeah, yeah, but basically, like, okay, so they get a whole family would get one bath a year. And the father would go in first, and he'd scrub himself and get all the dirt. And then the sons, and then the wife, and then the children. I'm shaking my head. And then the baby would be last. And by that point, the water would be so putrid black 
that sometimes you would accidentally throw out the baby with the bathwater. So the saying emerged. Oh, wow. So I just carried this thing for nine months, and then I've been carrying for it ever since. It makes a lot of noise. Fuck it. Yeah. I think that's I'm just not going to notice that it in some dark water. No. Yeah. Well, it, it, it like gets lost in there. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> it's like basically a baby in a swamp. Oh, but it's well. in a tub. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, thanks, Joe, for stopping by. You'll yeah, always, okay. love, Joe. always love to pass the buck. Yeah. And I uh, want to thank uh, Chris with a K for, for all his endeavors and oh, stopping thank you by. For having me. You know, and I uh, guess we'll get this uh, production meeting underway and we'll talk at uh, everybody later. Absolutely. Spray him right in the spray face. Him. Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> if you spray his ass, his ass will fall off. <laughs> Mr. Baker. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's, uh, well, wait, I'll just, yeah, you go, 